I just, I take people and individuals who have been through pain and suffering and see them just transform in like record time uh, by using neuro-based principles. So that's what I do. I love doing it and I just love helping people. So that way, you know, like they don't end up where I ended up <laughs> when I was younger. So. Hello, good morning, and welcome to Talk Clarity. I'm your host, Coach Clarity. I'm excited to introduce to you our new guest, Haley the Therapist from Traumagility. She's a licensed trauma therapist, a life coach, and a retired Operation Iraqi Freedom veteran. Therapist Haley is passionate about helping others heal from pain. Now, as we start off this series, we will scope into trauma and zoom in on child abuse and human trafficking. My hope is you, our listeners, gain the knowledge and tools you need to be better prepared on trauma prevention or gain some answers through your healing journey. Therapist Haley, we welcome you to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we're extremely lucky to have you. Um, just a little bit of background on you, if you would like to just share your experience and just a little bit about what you're trying to do. Yeah, so I'm a licensed mental health trauma therapist. Um, I've been in the field in some form or another for over 15 years, um, like doing volunteer work with uh, Native American tribes. I've worked at pregnancy centers. I've worked at rehabs. I've set up rehabs. I've done all kinds of things. Um, and I, I was retired military. Um, I medically retired at the end of the last year. Woo. Um, I, I did go to Iraq, and so I have some experience there as well. And um, yeah, I became a trauma therapist because I've been through a lot of trauma in my life. And wow. Yeah, like I have been through like natural disasters, like you name it, I've been through it. Um, and it really took me down. Uh, and I've just really learned how to navigate through that and how to like see what works and what doesn't. And then now I've created Trauma Agility to where um, I have this, this program where it's just, it's, it's phenomenal. Like I, I just, I take people and individuals who have been through pain and suffering and see them just transform in like record time uh, by using neuro-based principles. So that's what I do. I love doing it and I just love helping people. So that way, you know, like they don't end up where I, ended up <laughs> when I was younger. So wow. That's yeah. incredible. Absolutely. So as we start off this this series, I want to scope into trauma and just really zoom in on child abuse and human trafficking. So the word trauma is so broad, right? Um, in fact when I looked it up just in the dictionary Trauma is defined as acute, chronic, and complex. So taking it one step further, just being a little more curious, I uh, looked up traumatic events. And in the dictionary, it's defined as an accident that causes physical, emotional, spiritual, or psychological harm. Haley, the therapist, what is trauma? <laughs> so there's big T's and little T's. And it's funny because um, I have a lot of clients who are are experiencing these issues and, and they say like, you know, I, I'm, I'm having the symptoms that you're telling me, but 
I haven't been through like any big traumas because a lot of people think that trauma is like 9-11. Trauma is like Hurricane Harvey. Trauma is like these things that happen to you that are on a big scale, war, stuff like that. That's not the case. And trauma can be like little subtle things that happen to you that are subconsciously just creating havoc on your brain. And it can be like trauma can be neglect. Trauma can be verbal abuse. Trauma can be, you know, like depending on like what your lifestyle is, like if you've lived a privileged life and let's say that your cat dies, right? That could be a trauma to you because you just lost something that you absolutely love and you haven't experienced something to the depths of that. Does that make sense? So, I mean, I believe like personally that we have all been through some sort of trauma in our life, like some sort, whether it be little or whether it be big, um, we all deal with stuff in this life. It was interesting. I was looking at just pulling some statistics. Um, CDC reports about one in four girls and one in 13 boys experience child sexual abuse alone. Mm -hmm. um and actually that's underreported for males it's one in six really mm -hmm. the other thing that just kind of blew my mind was 91 percent of child sexual abuse is, is perpetrated by someone the child or child's family knows yeah yeah Health organization also reported that nearly three out of four children by the ages of two to four regularly suffer physical punishment and or psychological violence in the hands of parents or caregivers mm -hmm. three out of four mm -hmm. so before we dive into trauma further i want us to take a look at if you could take us into what a healthy underdeveloped brain um, looks like and what age range would you say is um, an underdeveloped brain. Mm -hmm. So it used to be that they would say like for males, it's 25 to a fully matured brain at 25 years old. And then for females, it's 21, but that's since been debunked. And it's usually around 24 to 25 years old that our brains actually fully mature. Um, and so an underdeveloped brain, if you look at a, an imaging, um, it's more like based off of like the sensory motor areas, like there's more activity there. But then when you go to like an adult brain, we start to use our cognitive functioning more. So you'll see um, the color fill out more into your prefrontal cortex. And that deals with like personality, that deals with logic and that deals with reasoning. Wow. Okay. So you're talking about the frontal part of like your lobe, your brain, it's just that you don't have any logic and reason that's developed then. Right. And that's why you get impulsive teenagers. <laughs> I call it teenage angst <laughs> because they really don't know the, the consequences of their actions um, because that, that brain, that part of their brain hasn't really fully developed unless they have had some serious like coaching on that, that part of their brain by some sort of strong mentor. Like they really um, don't understand like the ins and outs of the consequences. Right. Oh, that's so true. I have teenagers, so I can 100% agree with you. <laughs> and, um, you know, so, you know, as we, as we look at a fully 
um, developed brain without trauma. We're talking about no trauma, um, mm -hmm. just a regular healthy brain that's that's fully developed. Mm -hmm. How does it work differently than an underdeveloped brain? How do they operate differently? Yeah, so neurons fire together. Um, so if they, they fire together, they wire together. And what that means in neuroscience is that if you have a brain um, that is you're dysregulated, you're in a toxic environment and you have um, trauma, then your, your brain becomes dysregulated and it can't fire the neurons properly. Um, and so when you have a, a non-traumatic brain, there's more activity going on in the brain. And there's more of those neurons that are firing, the, the better connections that they have, essentially. And what do you mean by better connections? Meaning that their neural pathways are stronger, they're, they're more defined, and there's more activity in the brain other than like, so if we could just like, I'll dumb it down just a little bit, um, in an oversimplified version, right? Um, so there's, there's two different parts to your brain that we like typically use. And so you have your midbrain and then you have your prefrontal cortex and you have a hindbrain, but we're not going to talk about that because it has, it plays no role, um, in what I'm talking about here. But with the, the midbrain, you have your fight, flight, freeze, fawn response. That's your survival brain. That is your like reptilian, I need to survive brain. And then when you get into the prefrontal cortex and your prefrontal cortex is more like logic. So if I were to put a pillow over your face, right? What would you be thinking about? Getting it off. Would you be thinking about like what you're having for dinner tonight? No. Or like, oh my gosh, I, I love cherry pie so you'd much. Be, you'd be freaking out. You couldn't breathe. You feel like you're suffocating. You'd be trying to get the, the pillow off. Absolutely. So that is the role of your brain. So the prefrontal cortex shuts off when you're in survival mode so you can get that pillow off. Before we dive into trauma further, I'd like to take a look and help have you help us understand what a healthy underdeveloped brain, first of all, what it looks like and what age range would you consider an underdeveloped, not fully mature brain? Yeah, so there used to be um, census that a female brain would stop at the age of 21 and a male brain would stop at the age of 25. Now they're coming out and saying both brains are 24 to 25 years of age. And yeah, <laughs> and, and we're an adult by 18. <laughs> um, right. But basically what, a, what an underdeveloped brain looks like is that there's not a whole lot of activity going on in the prefrontal cortex as there is in an adult brain. So there's a lot of sensory motor, um, like sensory motor activity going on, but there's not a whole lot of like cognition um, in the sense of like, if you look at a, a teenager, right? They're impulsive, they're moody. They don't really understand the consequences of their action unless they have some sort of really firm support, like guiding them through that by an adult. And um, so when you, you look at an underdeveloped brain, trauma affects the functioning of that development and hinders it significantly. Wow. 
So when, when you take a fully developed brain, because you're saying at age, they're saying now it's age 25, male or female, um, and you take a look at a fully developed brain from age 25 on, what does a fully de developed brain look like and how does it compare to an underdeveloped brain? Yeah, so a healthy brain, and we're, we're saying like no significant trauma, right? No trauma involved. Okay, so no significant trauma. The brain is going to be um, more active instead of more um, kind of like docile. So underdeveloped brains, traumatic brains are not very active. They're very dysregulated. And so when you get a dysregulated brain, you get those emotional reactive responses, the moodiness, the irritability. Fascinating. Okay, so now I, I kind of want to dive into an underdeveloped brain. So a child's brain, I'm you're talking about teens, children, really under the age of 25, it's just, it's, it's not mature. Um, so a, a child's brain in the midst of trauma, what is happening during that? In trauma, your hippocampus is shrinking, your amygdala gets activated. So the hippocampus, it's um, purpose is to like store memory and um, it it stores long-term memory at that and so when you say like you're going through a, a traumatic incident and you say well, I don't remember what happened I don't recall well that's because your hippocampus shrunk your amygdala those are the two um, almond-shaped kind of like alarm systems in your brain and you're we're talking about midbrain here so midbrain is your reptilian brain your survival brain and your amygdala is your alarm system it triggers you um, for whatever is unsafe and so when that is constantly going it releases a bunch of toxic chemicals into your bloodstream but those toxic chemicals keep you safe we're talking cortisol adrenaline um, and then there's a couple other different systems involved, like your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system and the brain and the body, like they don't typically connect very well. And so that is the, um, that's the key to trauma healing is connecting your brain and body responses, knowing what exactly it's doing and, and how to, to grow and those neural connections. So they become disconnected during trauma. Yes. So it's almost like you have like this board with a bunch of wires it like plugged into it and trauma just unplugs them all. And then now you have to like, you, wow. you piece them back together and you try and do the best that you can, but it's, it's not where it needs to be. And so trauma healing is literally like taking out each plug and putting them back where they go in order to function. So growing up, you know, uh, trauma that's involved. They're saying three out of four children by the ages of two to four, you know, are experiencing regular or separate physical punishment or psychological violence in the hands of parents or caregivers. This is, it's come from the CDC. Mm -hmm. And so if we're talking about, I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's like, um, you're, you're, you're talking about it's everywhere. Yeah. You're talking about everybody, all, all these human beings, all these children are unplugged. Yeah. So what does, how does, on that note, an unplugged brain 
how does it operate through um, childhood, through youth, adolescence? What's, what's navigating it if it's unplugged? What are we going to start seeing? What are some of the things that are going to start happening? So you're going to do one of four things, typically. So we call them the four Fs. It's fight, flight, freeze, and fawning response. And with your fighting response, you're there to protect yourself. You're a protector that may look like anger. It may look like outbursts, emotional outbursts, screaming in kids, like especially young kids, they want to be heard. And so if they're neglected or if they're, if they're not being heard, like they'll scream louder. And so that's the fight response that you typically see. You have a flight response. So avoidance, isolation, hiding, hiding in their room, um, becoming nonverbal um, in the sense of like, they don't want to talk about anything. They just become very quiet. Whereas normally like they're an outgoing, happy child. Um, and then you have your freeze response where you just freeze up and don't say anything. And so it's almost like, it, just like you're in an ice cube and your, your system just shuts down. And um, your fawn response is, is typically new um, in the field of neuroscience. Your fawn response is actually very curious and interesting because that is the response that people use that go back to their abusers and keep them there. It's, a, it's an overwhelming sense to please um, by avoiding like conflict. And so you become a people pleaser. You become attached to your um, to your 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 perpetrator your your abuser 